Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Coming to you live from Atlanta, but raised on the mean streets of Philly. You'll be able to tell quickly. Just listen. It's the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. Oh, just listen. You'll figure it all out. You'll catch up. It's not a show you have to binge watch or listen to. You'll figure out where we're at. John Kincaid Show, CBS Sports Radio, and I appreciate you being a part of the show. I'm coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you want the ability to adjust your loan options in real time, Rocket can. Let Rocket Mortgage help you out. They'll quarterback the process and get you to a win. Good folks. Aaron Schatz from Football Outsiders and ESPN.com joins us. Coming up around 20 minutes past the hour as we preview the Sunday slate in football. All right, when we begin this hour, I'll begin it where exactly I talked about it a little bit earlier on in the show. It's a opportunity. I keep hearing about this opportunity now we have for a reset in the country. And no, this isn't a political conversation, though it does involve the word politics. This is the perfect opportunity, the perfect chance for members of the sports media who have really just spent the last four years hair on fire, many of them. Uh, just hair on fire. 60, 70% of their timeline consumed with politics. And it's strange when I monitor some of these people that they now are saying, well, now we need everybody to get back to, you know, enough now. Now, now, can we get back to, and more importantly, can we get back to civility? First of all, there have been many of us who have managed to be civil the last four years. Managed to be not hair on fire the last four years. Those of us who are more centrist in nature. And by the way, I can tell by the results of elections all over the country that I think most Americans tend to be centrist. But sometimes personalities or positions can turn people off. What I'm asking is, is for the sports media brethren to not shut up and dribble. Hate that. It's always ridiculous. I'm just asking people when they're on the clock. 
if they could do us a favor to stop telling people who to vote for, stop telling people uh, that they're evil, rotten people if they don't agree on every social issue the same exact way, if they don't see the world through the same exact very, very narrow, critical prism. Because you know, usually the guys who cover sports for a living, and I'm one of them, so I can take fun, make fun of myself, we're not usually the smartest guys in the room. We're not usually the class valedictorians. And even if we are, I will take street smarts over book smarts any day of the week. Every time, no questions asked. Street smarts over book smarts. Book smarts get you only so far. But when people start equating their intelligence level with their opinions, uh, I think it just is a, this is a, this is a great chance for the reset. It's a great chance for many of my brethren in the sports media to get back to work. Talking about sports, covering sports, and not lecturing Americans every day on what their opinions are on politics. I don't do it. I don't want to do it. I don't aspire to do it. And um, I've seen as a guy who has voted both political ways, I see that there is no magic pill. There is no way. But uh, hopefully we can all find a way to be more civil in the next four years. And by the way, some of us have managed to be civil the last four years and not obsessed every day and have managed to cover sports for a living and talk about things that are uplifting and fun. We can do it again. It just takes a little little bit of effort on your part. And for the sports media, it takes a little bit of maturity. That's what I doubt. That's where I'm doubting the sports media, on their maturity to be able to turn the page and move forward. Our toll-free line, 855-212-4CBS. It's sponsored by GEICO. Whether you rent or whether you own, GEICO's going to make it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Having a home is hard work, so get a quote today at GEICO.com. And yes, if I was supposed to lecture you on who to vote for and everything like that, I would be working at a political talk radio station, and I don't for a reason. I choose not to, because I love talking about the absolute candy store that is the world of, you know, sports. It's a fun world. Live in it for a while. And lighten up, Francis. Lighten up. That's what I'm going to tell you. So, Anthony, your, your New York Jets are constantly in trouble. Constantly. Yes, guess we're but gonna be now, getting. I guess we're gonna be getting our owner back as well now. Okay, well, well, well here's one too: <laughs> is the New York Jets. There is the NFL Players Association is looking into a complaint filed by the Jets. Have you seen this story? We got some cameras in the locker room. What's going on? Do you want cameras in a locker room? Like camera? Should camera? Is there any reason for cameras to be in a locker room? I wouldn't want it. I would be okay with a camera at the door of a locker room to show you who enters and who exits. Exactly, yeah. Almost like a ring doorbell. But I'd imagine there's a lot of guys walking around. I've been in enough NFL and Major League Baseball locker rooms over the years. Hockey locker rooms, for God's sakes. Hockey locker rooms, those Canadian guys especially, they believe towels are optional. And for naked, gosh sakes. naked. Oh, they just walk around naked, and then they, they will stand at each other's lockers in the NHL. They would stand at each other's lockers naked and talking to each other. 
which is very, very different. I mean, it's a very strange thing. I think once or twice I saw Keenan telling people, put put some freaking towels on. And I wish I could feel that confident. Oh, that must, just be, to walk around, that must be so feeling. Just to walk around. <laughs> Just to walk around naked? Come on. Anthony, you're, you're a supreme athlete. You're playing in the NHL or the NBA or the NFL. You think you're worried about wearing clothes? Your physique is going to be probably in prime condition. Now, there may be some other things where you're slightly deficient, but I guess you got to just be able to handle that as it comes. But, but, but cameras in a locker room? Oh, my gosh. ESPN talked to four players who played there the last few years, and they had no idea that the cameras were present in the locker room. So I'm asking, what were the Jets looking for in the locker room? What could you possibly be looking for that you want a camera in the locker room? Are you trying to observe players as they interact? Are you trying to eavesdrop on conversations? Is there sound with the camera, or is it just a camera? Or, seriously, why are you looking at naked dudes in a, uh, in a locker room? Walking around, what's that about? Your Jets, Anthony, man, they're a mess. They're absolutely a mess. Maybe your new Mets owner. Who's that, Mr. Cohen? Stevie. Uncle Stevie, we believe. You believe in Uncle Steve? I believe in Uncle Stevie. So Uncle Steve can Stevie, come up. Uncle Stevie, we call him. Uncle oh, Stevie. Oh, he's Uncle Stevie. Stevie. Can he come up? Can he come up with a clutch hit? Can he? Can he pitch a decisive ninth inning of a one-run game? Can he? Like, what's Uncle Stevie about? Well, he's all about the money. He's oh, he th- is all about the money. He's gonna throw money at all the problems. Does he? So here's what I'd do if I was Cohen. I'd spend my money this offseason and next cleaning up Queens. I'd take flushing, and I would be worried about cleaning up flushing, and I'd make it like a movie set that looked like Disney. Beat the Mets, beat the Mets, step right up, you'll beat the Mets. I think this is what he has to do. Turn the stadium around City Field and make it like Walt Disney World, where you just buy like three blocks in every direction, and you turn it into like Disney World. So when you bring someone to Flushing, they say, wow, look at this place. It's gorgeous. This is beautiful. Because City Field has no appeal. There's no appeal. That is the most generic. Anthony, you travel around to stadiums all over the country. City Field, come on. Well, that was one of um, Steve Cohen on Twitter asked Mets fans what they would like to see improved and several fans had said, please, can you build up the surrounding area around City Field? <laughs> Seriously. I mean, I don't know how you can... How many How many uh, people can you, can you load onto the bus to get in there with a broom and a, and, a, and a trash bag to just come in and just clean up the area around? And then he starts buying. That's what these teams are doing. You've seen it down here in Atlanta. They built the they built the entire battery around it. I'm broadcasting right live from there right now. Oh, it's gorgeous, gorgeous. And you, wouldn't you love to have that in Flushing? Oh, I wish you could have that in Flushing. Now, the clientele, I'm not sure it'd be the same, but <laughs> hey, I just think it'd be the same. Yo, Vinny, come on over here. Where do you see these nice restaurants? These are awesome. Well, oh, 15 bucks for freaking cheese fries? What they thinking? Unbelievable. There you go.
Congratulations to the Mets. You haven't won a damn thing in forever, but you got a new owner. So he's going to do that. That's his, is his first thing he's going to do is get rid of that stupid song. Is that, is that going to be his first thing that he does? <laughs> I love he that. Fired, I love that song. He, he fired everybody in the front office. Like he, he fired everybody, right? Everybody's gone. So he took, he took everybody's contract, ripped them up and paid them off. Hey, I can relate. I can relate guys. I can relate too much. I love the fact that Jim Harbaugh says Michigan's close. He didn't say what they're close to. I think what they're close to is a uh, flat-out wreck of the Hespa, dumpster fire, whatever it is. Jim Harbaugh now 2-8 and eight against AP-ranked opponents. Unbelievable. Michigan has given up. Brace yourself for it. 920-plus yards of offense to Michigan State and Indiana. In back-to-back games. Unbelievable. He says they're close. (laughs) I'm like, close to what? Did you see what they did? Michigan State went into Michigan and beat them. And then Michigan State yesterday against Iowa just looked absolutely terrible. I mean, atrocious. What are you close to, Coach Harbaugh? It's been too long. You You can't get to the, we're close to anything. Can't do that. Can't say you're close. Not in year six or whatever it is for Jim Harbaugh. Can't say year five, year six, whatever it is. You can't say you're close. Time's run out. How about Des Bryant? Word today, by the way, uh, Adam Schefter of ESPN reporting that Matthew Stafford will start. His test came in negative, so he will be starting today against the Vikings. Uh, Des Bryant has been elevated off the Baltimore Ravens practice squad to their active roster. And he is expected to play also, as per ESPN's Adam Schefter. So, Des Bryant's back in football. He says he's covered, confident, and thankful. And I don't care who hate it. Who's even thinking about Des Bryant anymore? Des, who's thinking about you? More importantly, who's who's hating on you? Des, what's the problem? Who do you think's rooting? You think anybody in football circles is talking about Des Bryant anymore? Here's what you do. Come back to the NFL. Give Lamar Jackson a weapon and show that you can play. Show that you are something. Stop worrying about somebody who you think is uh, potentially dissed or dissing you. We get word that Golden Tate did not travel with the uh, Giants. He'll be inactive for Sunday's game against Washington. Tate was sent home earlier in the week because of a temper tantrum. And after being put on the, made to work with the scout team. I'm going to tell you this. Joe Judge is either going to be a huge success down the line because of some of these tactics. Or he's going to be an abysmal failure. Because yes, it probably felt good for him To humiliate Golden Tate. And yes, he humiliated Golden Tate. Golden Tate wanted the ball, was asked to him, and the ball thrown to him, complaining about it on camera during the game on Monday night. His wife went on Instagram. She was running her mouth, and that was causing problems. So Joe Judge took the tact of 
not just finding him or whatever. He takes the tact of making him run with the scout team. And he thinks that was a good idea. To me, humiliating a grown man, I don't think that that's a good idea. I don't see that as a winning strategy. And I, more importantly, I see that as 1970s, 1980s coaching. Joe Judge wants to be old school, wants to be tough, wants to be hard-nosed. But to me, when you humil- humiliate a grown man, I don't think that tends to go over well. Wants to be Bill Belichick. And he's not Bill Belichick. I know. We saw how that worked out for Bill O'Brien. Just because he gets Bill Belichick, he's gotten him his coffee over the years, doesn't mean that he's, hey, I'm a Duncan coach. What do you need on the way in? Look, I, I, I think the guy's in, in, interesting. He's a Philly guy, so I'm actually going to give him the benefit of the doubt. But you humiliate another grown man? I learned that early. I tried humiliating Anthony a few times. He bowed right up and said, no, you're not going to humiliate me. And from that point on, I knew that we were, we were in business. I had a guy that I couldn't push around. Except when I want to. Aaron Schatz covers the NFL for Football Outsiders and ESPN.com. And I will ask him about some put-up-or-shut-up games. And more importantly, is there a changing of the guard coming in the NFC South? We'll get to that next. It's the J.K. Show, CBS Sports Radio. This is the John Kincaid Show. If football is a religion, consider yourself in the front pew. Back to the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. I'm so indecisive. I don't know who to believe in. I don't know which way I should vote on NFL teams. Enough about the election, you people obsessed with politics. John Kincaid Show, CBS Sports Radio. So many games today have the potential to swing my opinion of those teams and their chance to advance in the postseason, and maybe I'm putting too much on it. So we'll deal with Aaron Schatz this morning from uh, Football Outsiders, ESPN.com, who can uh, lend some credibility to the conversation by maybe talking me off the ledge. Because like a game between two five and two teams in Indianapolis, Aaron, between Baltimore and Indianapolis, should I be thinking that the loser of that game, that there's some definitive statement about come January, how far they can go? No, you shouldn't. You should always look long-term. The fact is one game gives us a good amount of information, but a whole season gives us the most information. There's always more teams with a chance to go far in the playoffs than you think there are. Usually it's, it's, there's, it's you know, I work, I work in a world of probabilities. And there are teams with strong probabilities of making it all the way, like Kansas City. And there's teams with a narrow probability of making it all the way. But sometimes those teams make it. If you remember the 2007 New York Giants, you know never to shut a team out. If you make a tournament, you've got a chance. There's been a, uh, a real trend, though, of home field meaning and the bye week meaning everything. This year, you've only got one team in each conference that's going to have the bye week. I wonder how much that's going to change, how you and your probability is going to look at the upcoming NFL postseason that will come our way in January. Yeah, absolutely. The number one seed is hugely important this year. There's no question that whoever wins that top seed in each conference has the best chance to make it to the Super Bowl. So today, let's let's go back to that Indianapolis game versus the Ravens. I, uh, 
I've been a little, I was bullish on the Ravens, and then now I find myself doubting the Ravens. Ravens lose today, and I'm really going to be doubting. The question is, is that is that smart? What have you seen of the Ravens, and what are you expecting today? Well, they have had players who are out with illness. I think they're getting them back. They've got some problems on the offensive line. Losing left tackle Ronnie Stanley for the season is huge. So the Ravens have been good this year. What they're really missing out on is a passing game. The fact is Lamar Jackson passing the ball has been below average this year. That team has been carried by defense and special teams and running the ball. And they need Lamar Jackson to improve passing the ball. Now, it's an interesting schematic matchup with Indianapolis because Indianapolis likes to play zones and they don't blitz very much. But Lamar Jackson has really struggled against the blitz this year. So the question is, will they blitz him more or will they do what they normally do, which is sit back in zones? Yeah, that's going to be the uh, you know questioning how the how, how all the strategy that comes out between these matchups is a big is a big part of the equation. And I'm going to look at that today in the Sunday night matchup between the Buccaneers and the Saints. It feels to me like there could be a changing of the guard coming in the NFC South. That the Saints maybe this long run of success it has been a window sort of like Andy Reid had in Philadelphia for that long period of time. It feels like to me it's coming to an end. Do you feel the same well, way? I mean, I think if, if New Orleans finishes the season something like 11-5 and five and gets a wild card, I still think you can consider that a successful season. But right now, Tampa Bay is the better team. This year, Tampa Bay has been the better team. They're the number one team in our ratings at Football Outsiders, and uh, we have them even ahead of the undefeated Steelers. They're number one on defense in the league this year. They have a top-10 offense. They have good special teams. They're doing pretty much everything well. So that's not to say that New Orleans hasn't been a good team this year. They have. They're number seven in our rating. But right now, Tampa Bay definitely has the advantage. And, we're, and, and right now, the way Tampa's playing, that is absolutely, uh, you know, they're a team that I doubted them in the preseason. So I feel, I feel foolish because I really did. I doubted them. I thought everybody's reading was reading too much into the arrival of Tom Brady. What has impressed you most about that team and where they're heading? I mean, the defense, the fact is defense is harder to predict from year to year than offense. So we knew that Tampa Bay last year had a good defense. It didn't look as good as it really was because Jameis Winston constantly put them in bad field position, but it was a good defense. They've gotten even better this year. The standout breakout player is cornerback Carlton Davis. He's been fantastic. And actually, he really shut down Michael Thomas back in week one, and Thomas is supposed to come back for the Saints this week. And we'll be interested to see if Carlton Davis can shut him down again. But they also have Levante David, Devin White in the middle as linebackers. They've got Nagama Kong Sue. They've got Shaquille Barrett. They've got Jason Pierre-Paul. There's a lot of defensive talent on that team. Tom Brady is playing well. There's no question about it. But it's not Tom Brady has taken Tampa Bay and made them Super Bowl contenders. Like, they built a Super Bowl contender in Tampa Bay, and then they added the quarterback. Aaron Schatz joins us, Football Outsiders, ESPN.com, giving his insights on this weekend in the NFL here on the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. I picked Buffalo to go to the Super Bowl before the year. And again, now I find myself wage, you know, sort of wavering, doubting my own self and my analysis of the Bills. How do you think they match up with the Seattle Seahawks today? Who, man, Seattle wins this one. They, just, they sort of have that look of that team that really wants to secure that number one seed. 
Yeah, this looks like a track beat. Buffalo was supposed to be a really strong defense going into this year. They have not been. They've been a below-average defense. They also really struggle to run the ball. The only thing that's worked for them is the one thing we questioned going into this year, which was the passing game. But even with the passing game, Josh Allen has not been as good in the last four weeks as he was in the first four weeks. As for Seattle, I mean, you know their defense struggles, but their offense is outstanding. So I agree with you. Seattle is right now the favorite to win the number one seed in the NFC, even, I think, over Tampa Bay and New Orleans. Everyone loves shoveling dirt on the grave of the New England Patriots, and they're just dying to do it after pretty much two decades of dominance in the NFL. How premature is potentially, like for the next two- or three-year window, is everybody sort of celebrating at the Patriots' struggles? Yeah, I don't think the Patriots necessarily look like a team that's going to be terrible for two or three years. They have a ton of cap space for next year, but they're dead for this year. Like, if you want to shovel dirt on them for this year, go ahead. I think people look two to three years in the future, don't realize just how easy it is to turn things around in the NFL if you have good management and the Patriots have good management. But for this year, they're done. Jimmy Garoppolo going to be a San Francisco 49er next year, or do you think Kyle Shanahan will try to get a veteran quarterback on the market to step in there? Uh, It's a tough question, and if I knew the answer, I would call my site football insiders. (laughs) Give me a guess, Aaron. Come on now. Give me a guess. Because there's a lot of people people speculating on Matt Ryan in Atlanta, and I'm saying, have they looked at Matt Ryan's contract and how much dead money that would be to the Falcons? Unfortunately, the Falcons can't do that. The Falcons would love to move on and really start over, and they can't do that. Garoppolo to New England is a really interesting idea. The idea that if Shanahan goes somewhere different at quarterback, that he might end up back with Bill Belichick. But I have a feeling that inertia ends up stronger than I think people realize. So I have a feeling Garoppolo's going to end up in San Francisco again next year. See, I slept through most of science classes at Cardinal O'Hara back in high school, and I didn't take him in college. So when you say inertia and everything, you sort of lose me. You're using these highfalutin terms. That's why you're the mind. That's why you're this calculating mind that fills us in on everything we need to know in the NFL. Aaron, I appreciate you getting up with me this morning. Thank you for sharing your insights. Looking forward to a big weekend in the NFL. Thanks for having me on, and I encourage everyone to go to footballoutsiders.com to check out all our good coverage. I always do. So that's good. So I'm one of the people peering in all the time. So thanks, Aaron. Appreciate it, buddy. He joined us here on the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. You know, it's uh, November, and it's November in Georgia because I'm coming to you live from Atlanta. And uh, it's a very, very strange week, though, because I'm looking at the weather forecast. Let me see. There's rain in the forecast for Thursday and Saturday. High of 76 on Thursday, 73 on Friday, 67 on Saturday. You know why I'm giving you the weather forecast. I'm not Rob Marciano. It's not Good Morning America. No, it's Masters Week, which is crazy. Masters Week coming in November. Different wind, different playing conditions, and rain in the forecast Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, which might take the teeth out of those greens down there at Augusta. Here's how Jim Nance would say it. Friends, it's going to be some rather warm November weather in Atlanta. And then you drive 115 miles east towards the South Carolina line. And you come into Augusta, Georgia. 
And when you drive down the main drag, you'll have no idea that there is one of the most beautiful golf courses in the world just two blocks from the Hooters and the Krispy Kreme and some barbecue joint and some stores so you can go to Home Goods between your rounds. It looks like Main Street, USA and almost any other city in America. No strip clubs. But behind those gates, Augusta National. And believe me, Walking in those gates is something like you've never experienced. It's Masters Week. My gosh. We're going to be talking about the Masters next weekend on the John Kincaid Show. Now that is crazy town. Leading the opposition against the doomsday media. This is the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. Was out to get me. That's the way it seemed. Disappointment haunted all my dreams. Then I saw her face. Oh, she's a retriever. I think that was the. I think that was the Weird Al version. Do you know the uh, the monkeys at all, Anthony? I'm playing their song. But do you know them? Did you ever watch the monkeys? I have seen the TV show. I, I, I remember seeing episodes on uh, TV Land. It was not a great show. <laughs> a give and take. Because you see, the more I gave, the less I got. You know, a lot of people would say, what's the use of trying? All you get is pain. When you needed sunshine, you got rain. Then you saw her face. See, it's a happy day. We keep it happy here. Upbeat. On the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio, and affiliates around the country are saying, please get him to stop singing. He's embarrassing himself. 855-212-4CBS. If you'd like to get in with us, we'd love to have you on the show. You want to get a late call in. Uh, I got a few people uh, chiming in on the social media channels. By the way, thank you so much for this. So last night, I, I started the show and talked a little bit about it today. So going through my mom's papers, uh, having to handle her estate as the executor. And I gave Anthony a piece of advice. I always give Anthony advice. All the young people I work with, I always give them advice. And they never ask for it. I just give it to them. So it's like free stuff. And I told Anthony today, if anyone ever wants you to be their executor, run. Let someone else have the responsibility. I have to go to court, Anthony. Like, I have to go to court two days after my mom's funeral. So, like, on the 23rd of um, the Monday, the 23rd of November, I've got to go after my mom's funeral and her party, which we're having post-party, all within the COVID guidelines. <clears throat> uh, I will then have to go to the media courthouse. I'm not a guy who has to go to court. So this is really uh, to be able to handle a state. Run if anyone asks you to be an executor. Let someone else do it. I don't know if they can let, if, if they can let the bank do it. I don't even know if this is, did, did I have to be given this responsibility? Because it's a hassle. And for those of you who've been through it, it's a hassle. Trying to trying to organize all these things and everything. It's been a, it honestly has been a lot of stress. Thankfully, there has not been a lot of grief. Now, my wife's figuring that that will come. 
later on a little bit more grief about it. But uh, honestly, I've been very upbeat about it. And but. be COVID responsible. Don't get in trouble now. Oh, yeah. Governor Wolf will be monitoring Betty's party. Look, Betty lived to 91. And you know how she lived to 91 as a hard-nosed Philadelphian? You know how she lived to 91? By being tough as nails. I will try to follow in her footsteps. We're going to be tough as nails. The woman wanted a party. She's getting a party. That's all I'm going to tell you. She's getting a party. But uh, just really strange enough. So I'm going through my dad's papers last night. My mom's papers. And in there I find paperwork from my father. Now my dad died when I was 16. So I don't know a lot about his history and everything. And what I found out is my dad had like all these medals from the Second World War. And I'm looking at his discharge paper and it lists his medals. And I'm saying to myself, I have never seen these medals. My mom had told me before she had no idea where any of his medals were, who had them, where they were, and I want to get them replaced. And so listeners to this fine program start tipping me off to, here's how you go about it. You've got the discharge papers. You have his uh, discharge number and everything like that. You can go about replacing his medals. I want to go about replacing my dad's medals. I'd love to give them to my daughter. Love to be able to pass them on to my daughter. Maybe a piece of history that, you know, my father's great-grandchildren one day would be able to see when they're studying the Second World War or something like that. So the listeners to this show are just absolutely awesome. They're great. You know what's not great? My luscious locks. But I'll give them to you anyway. It's time for J.K.'s Luscious Locks this NFL Sunday. Some radio shows do long pick segments. We do not. We go through them fast, mainly because of the fact that I suck at it. And I'm seven... I'm 7-17 seven and 17 on the season, 29%. Woof. But wait a minute. I think I can find some votes somewhere that will get that number up, hopefully this weekend. Uh, I'm going to go the Falcons, minus 4 at home against Denver. Denver coming off an impressive come-from-behind victory. I think the Falcons are going to rise up today. No pun intended. Win by, like, 10. The Arizona Cardinals at home against Miami. I wasn't that impressed by Tua's debut. Even though that defense is extremely impressive in Miami. I'll take the Cardinals. I'll lay the six. They win by a touchdown or more. And then in the Sunday night football matchup, one of the best games of the weekend. Yes, I believe Tampa Bay will be victorious. I just think in this matchup, four and a half points with Michael Thomas expected to play. I think four and a half points is a little rich for my blood. So I'll take the Saints plus the four and a half. So there you go. My luscious locks. Falcons. I get no respect on this show. You think this is happening? You think Craig Carton's getting this in New York? No, come on now. So Falcons minus four, Cardinals minus six, Saints plus four and a half. Those are the J.K. Show luscious locks. Man, the lack of respect that I get on my own show is just crazy. All right, let's go to Mark in Michigan. Mark, you're on the John Kincaid Show. How are you, Mark? Hey, good morning. First of all, thanks for sharing your mom with us over the years. I felt like I knew her a little bit and having her Thank on. Thank you so Day, much. I, yeah, really, she was she was a blast for a mom. She was a fun mom. She was confident and uh, she was always positive. So even yep. when she was negative, she was positive. She, she was negative. So let me tell you. So, so last night I invested three and a half hours into the Clemson Notre Dame game. 
at 11 o'clock or so when the regulation ended, I went to bed. I think Notre Dame put an impressive last drive together. Yes. Here's the decision. I would have loved it. What do you do? Do you kick for a tie and think you might play them later in the year? Go for two, win the game, we all go home. I, I, I can't take college overtime. It is the worst thing that's ever happened to the game. And then the intrusions of the interminable replay reviews last night. I don't know how many there were, but it was it was too much. Well, it was. It, it definitely was. I would um, I would tell you that I am playing for the tie at home, and I'm going for the win on the road. That would sort of always be my my mantra of it. But when you are an undefeated team, you have different things that you got to worry about. So I would just tend to be a little more aggressive there. That would be my thought process. Thank you for your call, and I appreciate you listening this morning. And my mom would love to know that you uh, enjoyed her being on the show. Greg in South Carolina joins us. Greg, what's going on this morning, brother? Nothing much, buddy. How about you? I love your show, and uh, God bless your mom, too. Thanks, man. Um, I'm sure she's up there setting him straight on a few things right now. Yes, sir. Um, (laughs) The Trevor Lawrence thing last night was that he could be at the game, but they were waiting on his cardiac test to come back, his heart test to come back, and it it didn't come back in time. Which is crazy. Yeah, Yeah. so that's why he couldn't play, but – I, I still don't think it was Trevor. I think DJ looked good last night. I think it's the defense. When you have four starters out on defense, that's hard to overcome. And then you lose Breezy. You lost Nolan Turner for a little while right there. So I think You're it's not the worried. defense that really, You're not worried, though, if they meet again, are you? No, I'm not worried. I, I'm not worried if DJ was quarterback again. I, I, I wouldn't worry, yeah. All, I mean, I, DJ I'm telling looked you, good last night. Here's the only thing. I'll question Dabo on this. You're up by seven. You get your, you get a right. possession. You're up by seven, and all you right. needed is a first down to probably ice the game. And you run the ball three times. You didn't trust DJ yeah, to would, throw the ball. Right, I would have thrown the ball right. I wouldn't have thrown an out pattern to Travis to go out of bounds. I would have thrown it down right. the field. Or, so he was hitting the ten yard passes all day. The short little tight end pass Correct. or something. I agree. I agree a hundred percent on that. I mean, those three plays were awful there. And nothing about officiating, but it was awful on both sides. Last it was. Night. It was they, terrible on both they sides. Didn't have a, they didn't have a clue. But right, we man. also a good team last night, and we're down. Thanks a lot, John. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate your enthusiasm. Mitch in New Jersey joins us. Mitch, how are you, buddy? How you doing, John? Sorry I'm doing well, man. Mom. It's okay, buddy. She's doing well, I'm yeah. sure, and uh, has a good view. Yeah, and, and thank you, Father, again, for for this, for this service. Hey, yes. great game by USC. The offensive line needs uh, quite a bit of help there. Whoa, 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 whoa. Great game? I watched well, a lot of that. That was not a great game. They pulled it out at the end. Yeah, they did. Well, they're reckless well, I, with I, the like, football. They're reckless with the. F- they got, and they're reckless with the football. They, they can't hold on receivers. to the football. Yeah. yeah. They got That's four wide receivers. They're all going to be first round picks. Wow. And with Georgia, what's going on with, with JD Daniels? He can't be out those two scrubs. I'm very no. disappointed. He can't, and that's a problem, and that's, that is a problem. Thank you, buddy, for your call. That is a problem. Georgia's got a problem there. Clemson was missing four starters, if I'm not mistaken, four, and then lost another. Now, Clemson was getting torched last night. Like, they don't usually get torched. I mean, defensively, it was certainly not a stellar game. But they were in the game because DJU which is just the easiest way to say it. DJU was incredibly impressive. Number one passing performance ever against Notre Dame at home. So that's pretty good. I mean, that, that, that to me is a, 
That's pretty fantastic when you're thinking about it. Lots of action in the NFL today. Lots of games. And that's where I'll round up with my closing argument. You had your say. Now John has his closing arguments here on the J.K. Show on CBS Sports Radio. Guy told me that I have been uh, skipping this too much, that we haven't been doing it enough, so I need to uh, do the closing arguments. Here's simply put, Buffalo Bills, home today against Seattle. Indianapolis Colts, home today against the Ravens. I need to see both of you. Show me what you're about. New Orleans Saints at Tampa Bay. I need to see what you are all about. You are all on the teeter-totter. Even the Ravens at 5-2. and two. You're all on the teeter-totter of me believing in you or not believing in you. And that's sort of like the worst place to be. It's wishy-washy. It's honestly wimpy. It's not my demeanor. I want to be decisive. So today, teams have a chance to give me a little bit of a feeling about what they're all about. By the way, if the Carolina Panthers manage to hang at Kansas City, manage to just hang around, I'm telling you, Matt Rule doing some amazing things in year one. That's pretty impressive. And I'm actually interested to see the Redskins and the Giants. Well, it's the Washington football team, I should say, and the Giants. I'm actually interested to see that game, too. The Giants are like a train wreck you can't help but watch. They always find a way to lose it in the end. We'll find out if they can get a win today against Washington. And more importantly, if you're preaching to everybody, if you've been a screaming hyena for the last four years, and 70% of your Twitter feed and social media has been politics, 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 please spare me the tweet now of, now we need civility. Now we need everybody to calm down. You taught everybody how to act the last four years. You need to sit this one out. Let the mature people who have managed to go on with their lives the last four years handle things maturely. Let us lead the conversation on how to be civil because we've been doing it for four years. And as a member of the sports media, we've actually done the strangest thing in the world. It's really odd. We've actually done our jobs. We talked about sports. Amazing. Thank you, Tony Piano. You were absolutely awesome, as usual. And uh, Seth Canner, exceptional. We appreciate it. I hope you're going to join us next week. It's Masters Week. It's NFL. It's college football. How are we going to keep it all straight? you got to tune in. Remember, the Radio.com app lets you rewind up to four hours if you ever miss part of the show. Thanks for being a part of the John Kincaid Show and our family, right here on CBS Sports Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.